granddad included. She had every right to be irked. There was cream on the walls, orange juice on the windows, and unless Masha was mistaken, half a packet of Frosty stuck to the ceiling with marmalade. Modern art, it wasn't. Carnage, it was. Don't you be worrying, Ma, Morris said as he pushed himself up off the floor. Our Quentin will tidy it up, won't you, son? And he flicked a globule of strawberry jam which landed on the boy's forehead. Masha grimaced. And not just at the jam that was oozing into his eye. He hated it when his dad used his real name. He only did it to wind him up. Dad knew his true name wasn't quite... He didn't even like saying it in his own head. His name was Masher. It summed him up physically and mentally. Mashing was what he did to everyone and everything. And he did it blooming well. Everyone said so, especially his teachers. So, when Dad called him by that other abomination of a name, it made him want to scream. What kind of parent gives their son such a woofer of a name anyway? Well, let me tell you, Morris was the worst kind of person, and not only because he was an estate agent. OK, he did make his money selling rubbish houses that were held together with double-sided sticky tape, but that wasn't the worst thing about him. No, what made him really smell of rotten chicken livers was the fact that he was also a snob. A hoity-toity, nose in the air, looks at you like your dog do on his polished shoe, snob. He hated anyone with less money than him. And he didn't like rich people either. Because rich people had money that should really belong to him. But not for long. Not if Morris had it his way. He had plans, and all of them were more snobby than a traffic jam full of Rolls Royces. Reluctantly, Masher fell to his knees and began scraping Frosties into a pile, while his dad poured a steaming cup of tea. How many houses are you planning on selling today, Morris? Lillian asked. At least a couple, Morris bragged through a mouthful of toast. Two? Is that all? When your dear old dad had his grocer's shop, he had to restock it 15 times before lunch alone. Masha watched dad roll his eyes and try to remember how many times he'd heard his grandma say that. He'd run out of fingers and toes to count about seven years ago and had run the batteries down on several calculators since. Dad pushed himself to his feet and smiled thinly at his beloved, irritating mother. Now, now, my precious, I may only be selling two houses today, but they happen to have seven bedrooms each.
By the time the suckers sign on the dotted line, I'll be owed so much dosh the Bank of England will have to open a new money printing factory. One they'll name after me. In fact, they'll have to take the Queen off the fifty quid note and stick me on it instead. Masha chuckled to himself, imagining how it would feel to have his face on a note too. The ten-pound note to his dad's fifty. How great would it be to walk into his shop and buy himself a new pair of boots with steel toe caps, using cash with his own mush on it? Everyone would know just how rich and important his family was. Just as his blissful daydream was gathering pace, Masha heard a familiar thud against the wall behind him. Then another. And another. Again and again.